Welcome to the SYA podcast, giving you teachings from the young adult ministry of Shepherd Church, where it's our mission to lift up Christ that the world might believe. We have different gatherings throughout the month. For more info, go to wearesya.com and follow us on Instagram at wearesya. I am so glad that we're here together because I missed you guys a bunch. I know it's been like a little bit over a month since I last saw you guys because we had that awesome uh, worship night. And I just want to say I miss you guys so much. We have a bunch in store. Next week, we got our fourth service coming up. So please come on Thursday. Services are back on Thursdays. We won't be in that room like we used to. We're going to be in the big worship center. We want Thursdays to be your service, okay? It's going to be a main service just run by us. But please come. That is your service. We want you guys to be there. Was anyone there for Easter? Raise your hand if you were there for Easter. Easter was awesome. We maybe had like, I don't know, I'm not good with numbers, but we maybe had like 20,000 people there. It was a blessing, man. Um, but again, I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you all. Really quickly, I want to ask you guys a question. If I, were, if I were to only give you one chapter in the whole Bible, only one chapter, we had to burn the rest of the book. Okay, God, don't be mad at me. But if I can only give you one chapter of the entire Bible, what, what chapter do you think I would give you? Romans 8. No one's ever done that on the first try. Can we give it up for Shannon? You did it. Ephesians 2. I was, I was ready to say no, no revelation, no John. And all those chapters are awesome. But yes, yes, Shannon, Romans chapter 8. That is, in my opinion, Romans is the best book in the whole Bible. Would you agree, Caleb? I don't know. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb likes James. Caleb, that was your, that was your cue to say yes. But... Um, I love the book of Romans. I took the book of Romans in a class at Ozark, my Bible college, and it changed the way I thought about Jesus. It changed the way I thought about Jesus. It changed the way I thought about my faith. And anytime I baptize somebody, I always tell them, I want you to read Romans chapter eight, because that is who you now are in Christ. This is now your your full identity. And I love Romans eight so much because it talks about a lot of things. It talks about Jesus. It talks about the gospel. The gospel, that's a word that just means good news. It talks about salvation. It talks about freedom, life in the spirit, adoption into God's family. It talks about grace, the love of God, the Trinity, the severity of sin. It talks about the return of Christ. We can't wait for that day. It talks about suffering, restoration for God's creation. And last but not least, it talks about victory. And that's what we celebrated a couple weeks ago at Easter. We celebrated victory because we celebrate a God who cannot be outdone, a God who will not be silenced and a God who is faithful to his promises. But I think sometimes, you know, we think Easter is just a day where we celebrate Christ getting out of the tomb and ascending into heaven. But I think there's a little bit more. I I think resurrection is, is not just a day. It's what we live in. Resurrection is our reality. It's, it's the new life that Jesus has welcomed you today. And so if you have your Bibles or if you have, I don't think anyone brought a Bible, which is cool because it was a house party. But if you have your phones and if you have the apps, would anyone bring their Bible? No? Okay. Okay. It's, it's, Emma, I wouldn't have made fun of you if you brought your Bible. But if you have your phones, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 8. That's where we're going to be today. I'm only going to read the first 11 verses. Romans chapter 8. And what I want to tell you guys is this today. Jesus hasn't just come to save you. He's come to make all things new in your life. 
Jesus hasn't just come to save you. He's come to make all things new in your life. Romans 8 verses 1 through 4 say this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. I'm going to say that one more time. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body, that's Jesus, like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. And all God's people said, amen. And I only have three points for you. I'm gonna try and do it really fast because I was having a really fun time with the party. I wanna get back to the party, okay? But we gotta do a little bit of Jesus first, a little bit of Jesus. My first point is this, because of Jesus, you are no longer your sin. Because of Jesus, you are no longer your sin. And some of you have grown up in the church and some of you say, I already know that. We may know that, but I don't think we live that way. Because of Jesus, you are no longer your sin. Remember, what did the very first verse say? So there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Does anyone know what the word condemnation means? That's what I figured. Punishment, Punishment? okay. Sometimes we throw these big, big words in church and we don't ever explain them. But I took the time, Danya, to go on Google for us to look up what condemnation means. Are we ready for this? Condemnation is this, it's the expression of very strong disapproval. The expression of very strong disapproval or sentencing someone for a punishment, probably that they deserve. I had asked the same question uh, to middle schoolers and high schoolers and I was like, is there anything that you guys disapprove of? And they all said BTS, I don't know why, like the Korean boy band. I'm like, I, I think they're cool. I, my sister is like a huge fan. We went to Vegas to go see them in concert. I think they're awesome. But, um, you know, th things that I disapprove of, I, I disapprove of the LA Lakers. I'm not an LA Laker fan. I'm a, my that was the Holy Spirit. I'm a big Miami Heat fan. I'm from Miami and we're going all the way. God willing, God willing. We're going to say a prayer for them tonight. But I disapprove of the Lakers. I, I disapprove of mayonnaise and ranch because I don't like white substances on my things. I don't know, that's just me. My wife would probably say that she disapproves of my Crocs, um, but I wear them anyways because they're awesome and they're comfortable, but I, I punctured a hole uh, in my Crocs, so I might have to buy new. I don't know, I just did it, I don't know, right? And all of those things might be true, right? And it's playful, but that's not, that's not the form of disapproval that the scripture is talking about here. It's something stronger. Raise your hand if, if, if you disapprove of injustice. Raise your hand if, if you disapprove of, of murders and school shootings and human trafficking and, and all these horrible things that happen in the world. That is the same level of strong disapproval that, that God is using in this, in this text or, or sentencing someone for a punishment. But for some reason, sometimes I feel like it's easy to think that God disapproves of you. Maybe some of you don't feel like you're good enough for God. Maybe some of you feel like you have to keep doing good things to win his, win his attention or his approval. Maybe some of you feel like God is, is this close to getting rid of you. Maybe some of you feel like he's disgusted with you. But friends, that's not the truth. 
Because what does our scripture say? So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. God does not feel strongly disapproved with you. No, God is for you. God is for you. God loves you. God has chosen you. You are his. And I think sometimes we get into this vicious cycle of trying to meet a standard so that God could love us. But guess what? That's what Jesus did for us. Jesus met the righteous standard. And you know what? Sometimes when you hear that, uh, that the righteous will never be forsaken, what that means is, is it's, it's not someone who lives a good life. No, it's, it's someone who is made righteous and you are made righteous through Jesus Christ. And so we praise him for that. But be remembered because we believe in Jesus, because we love Jesus, God does not hate you. God is not disgusted by you. God is not looking for someone else other than you. No, God has chosen you. God looks for you in the crowd. God wants you. There is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So that's the disapproval part. But also let's talk about the punishment, right? The sentencing something, someone to a punishment. I remember when I was in high school, I, I would still go to Shepherd. I wasn't really involved in Shepherd Youth, but I would always wonder like, am I gonna go to heaven? Or am I gonna go to hell? And maybe some of you guys have those same questions. I used to think all the time in high school, like I don't think I did enough good things this week that if Jesus came back, that I'd be okay. Or maybe I didn't read my Bible enough times that year for Jesus to say, no, you're good with me. You can come with me. But again, what does our verse say? There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. That means that because you love Jesus, because you accept in his sacrifice, you don't have to be afraid. You know where you're going. You all know where you're going. You're going to spend eternity with Jesus forever. And you don't have to think twice about it. And it's not like I have to read my Bible every single day to get to heaven. No, that's not what it says. It's believing in him. It's loving him. It's pursuing after him. Because I think somewhere along the lines, we started to, to believe that, that sin is this big thing that gets in the way of God pursuing after us. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. I remember when Pastor Dusty told us this thing a couple months ago, he said this, he said, we need to stop believing in the bigness of our sin more so than the bigness of God's love for us. Because God's love for you is so deep and so vast and so wide, you can't eliminate it. God is for you. God is with you. Remember, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You, that's for you. That's not for the guy who goes to church every single day. That's not for the guy who follows the Ten Commandments. No, that's for everyone who believes in Jesus, even if you fall short. Amen? Because of Jesus, you are no longer your sin. My second point is this. Because of Jesus, you have a stronger power within you. Let's read verses five through nine together. Romans 8, 5 through 9 say this, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. That's good news. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never obeys God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you, you, my friends, you, S-Y-A, you, God's children, you are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you. And some people are, are probably wondering, well, how do I know I have the Spirit living in me? You have the Spirit living in you when you say yes to Jesus. 
when you trust him with your life, when you believe that he is the son of God and he has come to raise you to new life, everyone say that's good news. You wanna know why that's good news? Because the strongest thing that is in you is not your temptation to sin, but your connection to Jesus. The strongest thing within you is not your temptation to sin, but your connection to Jesus. So that means you don't go through struggles alone. Who here knows what that feels like? Going through things, it's hard. It's hard doing life by yourself. But because we believe in Jesus, he lives with inside of us. So we don't do life alone. We don't have to rely on our own strength because I promise you, if you do, you will fall 10 times out of 10. But no, we have Jesus. Our strongest connection is to him and he fights alongside of us and he has given us victory through his cross. And so he tells us we're going to be like him. And it might not look like today. What's today? April 29th. We're not going to look like him April 30th. But the more we follow him, the more we try to be obedient and, and emphasize the word try. We're going to look like him in the end, whether he takes us there and then we'll just look like him or slowly over time, we will. I love what 1 John 4, 4 says. It says this, but you, you guys, you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And when John says that, he, he's writing to Christians who are, who are trying to overcome false teaching and false prophets. But I still believe that that principle still is true, that because we belong to God, because his spirit lives within us, because we are his children, we can overcome the temptation of sin and darkness because there's something stronger that lives within us. How many of you have ever watched the show Naruto? Raise your hand. He's like, she. <laughs> Naruto is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I'm smiling because I get to use Naruto in a sermon illustration. Um, but Naruto, he's this ninja and... Oftentimes he is the butt of the joke. He's the weakest link. He's the one that nobody wants on their team. He's the one that everybody's frustrated with, that everybody wants to shun. And there's times where he gets his butt kicked and there's times where he loses and there's times uh, where he's humbled. But in the moments where things are really hard, in the moments where things are really hard, when adversity, when you think the show's gonna end, even though he's the main character and the show's named after him, Right. That's what one of that's what one of the high schoolers, no, middle school said. Naruto has subplots. Uh, was it plot armor so he can't die? I was like, okay, can you just take the illustration? <laughs> when he's at his weakest, when he's at his most vulnerable, when he needs to win, there's a spirit that lives inside of him that gives him his strength, that allows him to be stronger, that allows him to keep going, that allows him to keep winning. And as cheesy as that sounds. The same principle applies to you too. That there is a stronger spirit inside of you. Naruto is a fake show, it's made up, but the spirit of God is real. And the spirit of God lives inside of you. And if you rely on its strength, if you rely on its blessing, if you rely on its power, I promise you that there is no temptation, there is no darkness, there is no giant that is too big for you to overcome. Not because you're strong enough, not because you're wise enough, but because he is strong enough, because he is holy, because he is righteous and he helps us. Because of Jesus, you have a stronger power within you. And my last point is this, because of Jesus, you will find the fullest life possible. Because of Jesus, you will find the fullest life possible. We're gonna read 10 and, 10 and 11. 
Romans 8, 10 and 11 say this, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Do you hear what I'm saying right now? The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Jesus has come to give you the fullest life possible. And obviously that means heaven. That means life everlasting. But I think Jesus has also come to give you the fullest life right here. Who remembers life before Jesus? Life before Jesus sucked. I don't know if I can say that on the SYA podcast, but life before Jesus was terrible. And I chased after worthless things and things that left me tired and broken and sad and hungry. But when I started chasing after God, when I allowed Jesus to enter into my life, everything changed. And this is a fruit of it, not me, but all of us. This is a fruit of believing in Christ that we get to share in this awesome community. Why are people from different backgrounds and different ethnicities and different subcultures coming together to worship one God? This is the fullest life possible. Our lives aren't meaningless. We have purpose. And we don't run around empty. We don't run around chasing after the next thing. No, because we have him who is the best thing, the fullest thing, the greatest thing. We have it. We have it. And we have it because of Jesus. I have, um, this is the last thing I'm going to do. I got this little thing. Uh, Monet, can you help hold this up for me, please? Can we give some noise for my awesome wife? Could you hold it up? Because I don't have a thing to hold it up. Okay. But, um, ready? Yep. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> this, that's the thinnest Derek you're ever going to meet right here. He looks good. This Derek, this Derek counts as calories. He looks good. Those, those listening on the podcast, I drew a stick figure on a white sheet, okay? That's me, and that's also you. Now, you don't have my curly, beautiful locks, but that's okay. That's still us. We're not going to do the beard. I'm not that, I'm not that detailed. But I want to show you guys the importance of Jesus and the severity of sin, okay? Can everyone see? Okay, this is me. On top, it's God. I have to talk also for the podcast. I got to remember that. Okay, when we sin, it hurts our relationship with God. I'm not saying it destroys our relationship with God, right? Because God's love for us is way bigger, amen? amen? But it hurts it. And how many of you can agree that when you forget the love of God in your life, when you forget that God is with you and God is for you, things are hard. Things are harder in life, amen? Gosh, the eyes are all over the place. These are our two other stick figure buddies on the, on the left of us. How many of you can agree though, when you forget the love of God, it's hard for you to love others because of sin? Yeah. 
when greed is in your life, when pride is in your life, when hate is in your life. It's hard to love people, right? Even if it's just their family and friends. When this is hurt, this is hurt. This is not a baseball at the bottom. This is the earth. When this is wrong, because of sin, this is wrong too. And we forget how to take care of our earth. You know, when God says he's made you in his image, part of that is being able to love things and nurture things and look after things and create things. But when we forget who God is, we forget how to love other people. We forget how to take care of our world. The rest of Romans 8, if you read at the bottom, it says that all of creation groans for the return of Christ. I don't know how to explain tsunamis and earthquakes and tornadoes, but you can notice that there's something wrong with creation. All of sin is groaning, right? And, and I promise you, in the beginning, Adam and Eve, they were chilling with the tigers and the lions. They were good. I promise you, if you go to Asia and Africa, you're not going to be chilling with the lions. There's something up with our creation. Sin has affected that. And when you forget about the love of God, when you forget about who God is in your life, it's harder to love yourself too. And you go and you chase after feelings and you chase after validation and you chase after people trying to fill up your cup when he has given you everything. And you don't know what your worth is. And that's a scary place, amen, when you don't know your worth. But do you see what happens with sin? And in life, you have two options. You can try to do it on your own. And I promise you it's hard because you're going to go in a cycle like this, trying to figure it out, trying, trying to get a hold of it, trying to be better, trying to be better. And maybe in one season, you're going to be better at loving others. Maybe one season, it's going to be easier to forgive friends and families and make peace with people. But does that, does that restore your relationship with God? Maybe at some point you, you get a better grasp at, 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 at loving the things that God has entrusted you with, right? But maybe you really suck at loving yourself. Maybe you really suck at understanding your worth understanding who you are, who God's made you to be. And so you have two choices. You could do that on your own. And I promise you, because I've done it for myself, it sucks. And it doesn't get you anywhere. Or you could do it the way that God had always intended it for you. Through his son and through his cross and through his love. Because it's the love of God, the cross of Christ that restores our relationship with God that makes us righteous, not because we're good people, but because he was perfect, because he was blameless, because he was holy and he paid the price. Our relationship with God was restored. So we don't have to worry where we're going. And because we know the love of God and we know the radical grace of God, we're able to love people and forgive people. And we're, we're able to have a hope knowing that everyone around the world will come together in peace, glorifying one name, all being God's children. And so you have a better grasp at loving others and forgiving others. And then you also get to have a better grip on how to love God's creation better. 
And you also have a hope knowing that a new heaven and a new earth is on its way. So you don't have to do all that work for you. And then finally, you know what your worth is because the cross tells you everything. So I don't have to go searching for someone else to tell me what my worth is because the cross has told me everything. And I'm not saying friends, that if you believe in Jesus, you're gonna get all four things right, right away, no. But the more we walk with him, the more we accept his sacrifice, the more we look to Jesus, the more whole and the more complete we will be. And one day we're gonna stand with white robes in heaven, victorious, not because we're awesome, but because he is awesome and he restores all things and he makes all things possible because Jesus has come to give you the fullest life possible. That's not a rich life. That's not a rich car and a million dollar home in Los Angeles. No, it's a full life that you don't have to worry at night where you're going when you die, that you don't have to worry about what's gonna happen to this world, that you don't have to worry that, oh my gosh, the sun's gonna burn up and we're all gonna die and whatever the case may be. And you don't have to question who you are because Jesus says, this is who you are. You are redeemed, you are loved, you are chosen, you are mine. And so you have two choices. You could do it your way or you could do it this way. And I promise you this way is easier and this one's more effective because this is the way that was always meant for you. Amen? Jesus has come to give you the fullest life possible. I dare you to try it. Let me pray for you guys. Um, afterwards, Isaiah is going to come up and tell us a little bit of announcements. And then we're going to get back to partying. If you have questions, come up to me. I'd love to answer your questions. Um, but guys, I just love you so much. Seriously, I really do. I love you all so much. And you guys made my day. Earlier today, I was so nervous. And I was like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to go. What if like 10 people come and those 10 people are my friends? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like the parent that puts on this party for like the whole eighth grade and then all of eighth grade shows up, you know, like I, I feel happy, I feel full, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm your parent, I'm far from that. But I'm just saying like, I just, I, I, I feel the love. You guys came out, I feel the love, seriously. And um, in June, we're gonna have a bonfire at the beach. We're gonna keep doing awesome events like this. And I think that our, our ministry is better. We're still gonna have fourth services, so please keep going to that. But I think we can grow closer and deeper. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for you guys and then uh, we'll get to partying. Jesus, I thank you so much. I thank you so much that, uh, that you've woken us up this morning. I thank you that when we woke up today, there were people that loved us. I thank you that when we woke up today, we didn't have to question if you love us because your cross says everything. I thank you that the Hallorans opened up their home when they didn't have to and they blessed us and they invited us and they treat us like family. I thank you that we have an awesome church that allows us to come together in a backyard and worship you. That's awesome, man. You guys could be doing so many other things on a Friday, but we're honoring God and we're, we're enjoying community. And so Jesus, just thank you so much, but thank you for your cross that does so many things, that reminds us who we are, that reminds us what we get to look forward to and reminds us that there will, there's nothing that will ever stop you from loving us. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, we praise you, we trust you. Jesus, thank you for grace we do not deserve. Thank you for love we cannot begin to imagine. And thank you for the sacrifice of your cross. And it's in your name we pray these things, Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the SYA podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at wearesya.